No mai haere mai ki tēnei hōtaka. Welcome to the panel RNZ National. Wallace Chapman with you. And I must say it is so good to be back with you after quite the bout of COVID-19. Anyway, on today. Frustrated New Zealand trained migrant nurses are planning to leave the country because they cannot find an immediate path to residency. We need thousands of nurses now, just a handful have applied. We discussed that. Also, Lady Toriti Moxon has penned an opinion piece in the New Zealand Herald today calling for charges to be brought against the Crown and that institutions that were supposed to have cared for our tamariki must be called to account. And here we go again, another loss for the All Blacks. What is this doing to the All Blacks' legacy? Also on the panel, are BMW drivers really that bad? Or is it blatant stereotyping? And the best 20 bucks you've ever spent, small items that can make your life a tiny bit better. This is from an item in The Guardian. A small head head torch, that's mine, you can go for a nighttime walk and both hands are free. What are you laughing about, Alan? Oh, no, that's a good one. Or a jar opener, by the way, any tips out there for opening jars? I've got some gherkins at home. Can't open them. Text me, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me this afternoon, Heather Roy, former MP and minister, now professional director and business consultant with TalkPoint. Heather, kia ora, welcome. Kia ora, Wallace. Welcome back. Oh, thank you, Heather. And Professor Alan Blackman, Professor of Chemistry at AUT. Uh, Alan, kia ora. Welcome to you too. Hi, Wallace. Now, this first, children have had to stop doing road patrol at Glenhaven School in Auckland as it's just too dangerous. Cars have hit the patrol signs. Children have been hit at the crossing by that school. It's in Blockhouse Bay. The teachers have taken over road patrol duties, but the principal reckons it's still a dangerous situation for Tamariki. And I also want to know in general, do you have an issue crossing at a zebra crossing. Tell you what I do. To discuss further, Lucinda Rees is with us from NZ School Speeds, which is a campaign um, advisory, I guess, regarding this issue. Lucinda, welcome. Well, kia ora. Sounds like this particular school crossing is quite dangerous. What would you like to see done here? Do you know this particular crossing? I do not. I'm not familiar with it. Um, But I'm not surprised at what's happening outside that particular school because I think it happens outside every school. So it's not a one-off case. One school with a dangerous crossing, you see this up and down the country. Yeah, yeah. And it's because we haven't got a consistent speed limit outside every school. And right now, the speed limit is 40 kilometres per hour outside schools, but only on school days and only at the start and end of the school day and sometimes lunch times. Is that a bit confusing? (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. For one, it shouldn't be 40 kilometres per hour. At 40 kilometres per hour, the likelihood of a child being killed when hit by a car is about 30%. Um, Whereas if you slow it down to 30 kilometres per hour, the likelihood drops to about 10%. Um, So, you know, until we have these consistent speed limits outside every school, and, you know, if it is during school time, fair enough, but it would need to be at least... Uh, 40 minutes before school and again 40 minutes after school as well um, and in fact in the holidays a lot of children use the playgrounds and things in the school so it should be it should actually be possible at, um, outside every school mm. 30 kilometers per hour 
all the time. I know, listen, you have campaigned about this for years to try and get a yep. more streamlined approach. I know that the World Health Organization recommends 30Ks uh, at all times. Heather Roy. Yeah, well, it's an ongoing problem, isn't it? It just keeps coming back. This is a set, the second or third time we've discussed this when I've been on the panel. Um, it seems to me that the common theme is distraction, and you know, no one sets out to harm children crossing the road for school and I agree with Lucinda about the consistency thing if you if it's you know in the road code and everybody learns that then it becomes habit for people but um, it does seem to me that distraction is the theme here people get distracted and you know I, I do think that maybe having speed bumps um, to remind people uh, to slow down is a good thing I know that in Australia um, I read about this some time ago but in one state uh, there were flashing the, you know the flashing things that remind you how fast you're going oh, yes. um, were there but they were there consistently and so the problem was that people that drivers got very annoyed about having to slow down even when there were no school children around and so they sort of over time just ignored that but in Western Australia I think it was they had the flashing light but just during the time when children were likely to be be uh, crossing the crossing and it was much more successful there. Oh that's interesting. So I think you know we need to find something that works for drivers but keeps our children safe. The only way of keeping them absolutely safe is to distract the children, uh, sorry to, to have distance, physical separation no, from no, the children. The, so, the, only you know, underpasses, overpasses. the only way to keep them safe is to lower it to 30 k's per hour oh, I've as got, I've who got, recommended. I've got no objection to that. I think we need to think carefully though about whether that should be for the whole day or for just the time when children are most likely to be there. So going to school yeah, time. Yeah, but the fact, the fact is, time. as you said, it becomes a habit. If you do mm. that as a habit, I mean, you stop. You would stop at a red light. You would stop at a stop sign, I'd hope. Um, mm. And so it's this habit that we have to do that. So surely if you knew you were going into a school zone and you had to slow to 30, it would just be automatic. Yeah. Well, when you, when you pass a school bus, I think it's 20 kilometres an hour now, isn't it? it? Is. Yeah. Hang on, so why hang on. You go 20? Stop the press. This is madness. I've got a text here saying madness, madness. Outside my local rural school, the speed limit is still 100 k's per hour. That can't be right, surely. That's, that is right, mm. yeah. In, in my rural school, it's the same. Um, not, not when children are being p- picked up and dropped off, then it's 60, but 60 is still far mm. too fast. If a child gets hit at 60 kilometres per hour, um, there is a, likely, a 100% likelihood Good of death. Grief. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I guess uh, my local school just down the road from us, they have an electronic sign, um, as you were talking about before, Heather. Mm. So, and that is only on sort of um, 8.15 to the start of school and then after school. And um, that flashes 40K. And um, I'm, you know, I'm all for dropping it down to 30 kilometres an hour. I mean, somebody talked about school buses just before. I think in the US, mm. the, the, about the, the worst thing that you can possibly do is pass a stopped school bus. And the penalties for those, they range from yeah. um, big fines, community, sources, uh, community service and jail time. So, um, well, but then who's going to police all of this stuff? Cause, well, you know, on that, what would you say to this? Listen, here's a, here's, here's a text. Kiara, Napier streets have been ruined by the speed humps. Traffic cushions, whatever they want to call them. People are so confused now, they don't know if a courtesy crossing is a pedestrian crossing, vice versa. New Zealand has gone nuts in the cotton wool society, Lucinda. They're trying, basically, I mean, any roading planner that's trying to make roads safer for any of the vulnerable road users, and that's, you know, bikers, that's walkers, that's uh, people on their scooters, 
they are the ones that that are that are helping society because more people will walk and cycle ultimately rather than driving their cars. Yeah, cyclists can still be dangerous when they're, you know, hoofing down there. Oh, the, yes. the, the, the crossing in question, um, yeah, I do know it uh, on Blockhouse Bay, and it's sort of right at the bottom of a big dip. And, um, you know, obviously the temptation is to sort of just let your car coast down there, and yeah. then all of a sudden you're doing, yes, you know, 60, right. 70, something like that before you know it. And it really does need a big bump there or something just to, to slow this down. Listen, wonderful to talk with you. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you so much for having me on. That is Lucinda Rees from NZ School Speed. Now, by the way, run off our feet regarding how to open a jar. I've got this jar of gherkins. Um, two months in the cupboard? <laughs> well, Dying to have gherkin, gherkins, camembert <laughs> and cracker cheese. Can't get, can't get into it. Stephen Wainuimata says, old-style jar opener screwed to the door. <laughs> <laughs> this is just stupid now. Two strips of metal, one edge of one serrated, set on a V on a square metal plate. The jars open horizontally, so care needed, but great for breaking the seal. Never fails and no great force needed. I can't even understand that. Yeah, no, it's got me. <laughs> well, you, 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 I, think it's like, <laughs> I think it's just sort of a modification of those handheld hard plastic ones. That we've Did, got one of those, and it works sometimes, but yeah. running running the the top of the the lid under a hot water tap sometimes does Isn't it too. Debian yeah. Motorworker says, I've tried different jar opening gadgets, but still the best ones are tapping the lid with a metal spoon or just prise gently in one or two places with a bottle opener to loosen the top or run the lid under hot water. Yeah, hmm. there you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, time for I've been thinking, Heather Roy, take it away. Thank you. Well, I've been thinking about Gary Moore's um, I've Been Thinking when I was on a couple oh, yes. of weeks ago with him, and he said that the government has stopped listening. And since he sort of raised that issue, in the last couple of weeks I've been thinking, well, actually, I think it might be worse than that. I think it might have been that they don't want to listen. And I was reminded of this. I've paid a lot of attention to national security um, over the years and would love to see a national security strategy in place rather than the guidelines that, that run through DPMC, the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet. But on the 8th of August, DPMC actually released a national security strategy discussion document. But there was no ministerial announcement, no media release that I can see, just a document posted um, in the bowels of the DPMC website. Now, this is a really important topic of national significance. And my, in my view, it should be widely considered on. Um, the public consultation includes two webinars, but that's no good if you don't know that there's a, a, a <laughs> consultation process happening in the first instance. And I suspect what's happened is that the consultation document has been sent to a few experts, but it seems that the, the government isn't interested in public submissions on it. Um, so I, I tried would, to find some information about this. It was quite hard to find. It was it's very difficult. I, lo- I tried to look it up today. Yeah, very difficult to find. You've got there is a link there, but you know it's it's a well hidden page on the website. And look, there are plenty of other examples too. I think we're going to talk later maybe about the disempowerment of the Children's Commission, where decisions have been made oh, yeah. by government before select committee submissions have been heard. Three waters. And look, the, what it comes back to for me, I'd love people to submit on the national security strategy discussion paper because that's really important, so please do try and find it. Um, but good governments listen, and not only at election time. OK. By the way, submissions close in about a month for that, so yes. you haven't got much time. Yeah. 30 September uh, 2022. All right, Alan Blackman, I've been thinking. OK, <clears throat> I'm going to go back to 1971 today, and in 1971 there were two great albums released. Uh, one was called What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. Brilliant. 
and the other was called Man Man Across the Water by Elton John. And um, both of these have turned out to be classics. Now, um, last Friday, uh, as I always do, I ran to check my Spotify because it comes up with the new releases for the week. And what did I see? I saw uh, a remix of What's Going On by Paul Oakenfold Cross Killanova, or it could be a time sign, I don't know, or an X, something like that, I don't know. And um, Elton John and Britney Spears doing a song called Hold Me Closer, which is uh, sort of a remix of Tiny Dancer, which was track one, side one. Rubbish. Both of them. Absolute, absolute Are you sure about that? Are you 100% sure? sure? Oh, yes, indeed. They're no meatloaf. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. No, no, stop. Yep. Hold that thought. (laughs) Take it away. Oh, no. No, no, it's wrong. It's wrong. Oh, love that auto tune. Here we go, here we go, pumping it up. (laughs) That's the way we do it. That's music, Alan Blackman. You just do this to annoy me every time. I know. I'm suggesting you need to get with the program. That's turn it up. Let's listen. Here we go. Let's listen. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, leaving. Right. I'm leaving. The wonderful <laughs> panel listeners, pump it or dump it. Text me two one zero one. Pump it or dump it. My produ- my, my the, the tech guy. What's his name? He thumbs down. Jeremy. <laughs> Oh, Alan, you've just been an advertisement for something you don't like. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. I think that's brilliant because that's putting a classic into the modern realm. No, no, it doesn't have to come into the modern realm. Would we do that to Beethoven? Would we put a yes. beat behind Beethoven? You no. just, yes, it's been you done. Just, yeah, it's been done. Hooked on, hooked on classics. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. Alan Blackman, Heather Roy with her this afternoon. Stay with us.